Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie. I am Jamie, and on today's episode, we have one of my favorite stories that I've ever recorded for the podcast. Um, I help uh, a lovely lady called Lisa achieve her first orgasm at 30 years old, and we talk about her kind of journey and, uh, you know, the kind of questions she asked and the answers she got in sort of trying to figure that out. And yeah, I played a very small part in that, and I'm super proud of it, and uh, yeah, loved hearing her story. So I hope you enjoy that one. And I'm also talking to the amazing Reed Amber about couples therapy and her experience with that and yeah there you go hope you enjoy it let us know if you do on the instagram twitter all that stuff leave us a review it really really helps and yeah enjoy love you bye hey lisa hey jamie how's it going you all right I'm good. Yeah. 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 You can, you can go with your questions. So whatever you have. <laughs> I'll get to it then. Um, so you, uh, something's happened to you <laughs> that has made my, my week. Um, so basically long story short, <laughs> I'll let you tell the proper story, but long story short, um, you and I met on a, uh, in, in like a Facebook group for sex positive people called Vermillion. Um, yes. and you made a post on there, which, uh, I replied to that was, a, that was four weeks ago. <laughs> and then I found out the results of that post today. Um, so yeah, maybe you should fill us in. Yes. Uh, well, I posted into this group that I never had an orgasm yeah. because I saw that in the group, several people had posted quite personal things and I, fi- I felt interested and I was like, okay, I've been talking to millions of people already about this problem, but in this group, there seems to be so much knowledge about so many things that rarely people uh, know about so yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. just profit from this group intelligence and, and <laughs> see what they say so I wrote in that I that I got an orgasm and that I I don't know I don't even remember some details like what I've been trying and, and yeah. where I am in my sex life and uh, I'm 30 now yeah and so I tried uh web pages that teach women how to orgasm there was a porn there was people sending things like yeah try out breath work try out this try out that yeah uh, so i had some inspiration about it i also um joined an online course which starts tomorrow okay. uh, which i'm very much looking forward to yeah uh, called massive pleasures by Lane young okay um so what's that is that is that for is that for sort of just like all round kind of self-pleasure stuff? I don't really know. Okay. I think it is, it's going to be a lot of breath work and shamanic stuff as well as trying yeah. to uh, deal with pleasure and finding out what is actually giving me pleasure and uh, lust and yeah, dealing around these things. It will definitely be self-pleasure because it's online. So yeah. there cannot <laughs> be any anything else than me, me myself touching myself. Yeah. So. So I'm looking forward to that one as well, but uh, I don't believe this will make me orgasm more than, or like, yeah, this will help me in that matter, but it yeah. will probably help me in some other stuff. Well, uh, and also you posted this other podcast by this woman and I forgot her name. Uh, uh, <laughs> can you help I me? should, I should know her name. I'll quickly Google it. But yeah, the podcast Annie, is called How Come. Yes. Anyway, the podcast is called How Come. The woman is in a maybe similar position as me. She was 
a bit younger than me and researching around orgasm as she also never had one. Yeah. And uh, she's like, also, she's like interviewing different guests, giving her tasks and she's trying out things. And at some point she gets a recommendation for this uh, sex toy that I also then tried out for the second time which is the womanizer or also yeah. the second name, which I forgot, but it's like, there's some other satisfy, satisfier or something. Yeah. Um, uh, her name's Remy Casimir. Yeah. Exactly. Go, yeah. Yeah. So for so someone who doesn't know, what, what is, what is a womanizer? Because this yeah. is, this is a sex toy that seems to be creeping up on us. Uh, more and more people <laughs> are starting to learn what it is and find out about it. So give us a quick yeah, summary. So, yeah. It's basically similar to a vibrator, except that it's not only vibrating, but also creating a suction. So it's kind of like a hole or a circle kind of shape uh, yeah. on a vibrator that you, that you put around your clit or on your clit or next to it. Yeah. And it will create some kind of suction. So it's it sounds similar to a vibrator. It's like zzz, and it's yeah. buzzing, and it also does pass on the vibrations into into all the surrounding muscles. But the main thing is probably the sucking thing, and I don't rub it on me, so I, I just hold it. Yeah. So it also doesn't get my skin sore, which oh, is okay. quite nice because it took me a long time. I probably was trying around for an hour or something. Yeah. Um, and I first tried it two or three years ago uh, at a friend's house. She was like, oh, look at this. Like, I, I was also telling her that I don't orgasm. She's like, well, if you use this, this will suck out the orgasms from you like a <laughs> second. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> and I tried it and it, it felt horrible. And I put it away and it was like, okay, not going to help me. And now that I tried again, I took more time. I went a bit more careful and I was like, maybe there's something in there that I didn't quite find yet. I tried it out with my boyfriend the first time. Yeah. So during sex, actually, we were having sex and I tried it during the sex and it hurt more than it was pleasurable. But it, but I felt at some point that something happens that I never had felt before and that something starts to build up just like people tell me, keep on yeah. telling me since years. <laughs> but I've never felt it physically. So it was like, okay, something is going on here. Yeah. And uh, I was getting tired after a long time and put it to the side. But I was like, okay, going to try again alone later. Yeah. And then some days later, when I had some time, it was 1st of January, great start into the year. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I took it again and tried again, and I was alone, and I was I was really not turned on or anything. I didn't really try to turn my body on or anything. I didn't even, like, caress me or, or yeah. whatever. I just started right away with <laughs> a little bit of coconut oil, but just right away on the clit, just to see yeah. if I could, like, provoke any kind of reaction. And it took a while, but not as long as I had thought, like maybe 30 minutes or something. Okay. And then it just happened. I, I felt, okay, something's going on. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I felt movement of muscles in my vagina that I've never felt moving before. Wow, yeah. And some heat explosion. And then I started crying like, fuck. I was like 20 <laughs> minutes in complete cramp, <laughs> crying. And I was, I was so, so touched. I don't know. It wasn't a cry of pleasure. It was probably yeah. this. The, the emotional blockage getting yeah opened or something i was really like so stuck in the crying and it was uh, a strange feeling and also like also a relief of wow okay my body is able to do this because i was so afraid to never experience it but also it's weird because it wasn't as joyful as i would have expected it was just yeah strange like my my vagina doing movements and things that i've never felt and i'm like oh fuck something happened yeah so that's God. Yeah, that 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 must have been so. That must have been so crazy because you you've obviously heard about it for so long and like, yes. um, I guess 
it's 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 weird that um did it kind of feel like it was building up for the whole half an hour or was it just kind of like a surprise at the end it was a real it was really a surprise i never i never thought it it was like there were things building up but that was it's weird i'm still researching it i've had eight uh four four orgasms now i love that you're counting that's so good (laughs) never stop counting <laughs> and uh, I still, I still feel so foreign to it, and like trying to get what's the point, what, what I need to do, because it's really difficult. But there's moments when I feel something is building up, and then I have to stop it because it's getting painful. I think that's when yeah. I'm too directly, direct, direct on the naked clitoris. It's too, ex- too extreme. Yeah, and it's, it starts to hurt, and I stop. But then the moments that it actually does resulting to orgasm it's only a few seconds before that i notice something is changing it's really mm. just a few moments like getting hotter and then physically <laughs> hot also like very yeah big heat and then i know okay this is it now but i i wouldn't really feel it coming or something so yeah. it's like strange <laughs> <laughs> have orgasms two three and four hurt the same as the first one um no um uh, no. the second one was right after the first the same evening yeah. i just went again after after stop crying <laughs> and it was uh, less crying and more uh, like curiosity wow okay yeah. something new and finally this works and also i just feel so excited about it it's so weird that now it works i've tried a lot of things and i've i've, I've i can feel a lot of joy in sex it's not that i don't know how to yeah. enjoy sex but I've never, I wouldn't have guessed that this is, this is uh, going to happen. Yeah. And uh, now, like, I think the best one was the last one, which was yesterday. Yeah. So as every, every, all four of them then, have they all been with the womanizer? Yes, definitely. Okay. I can't imagine having it without, because it's really taking a long time of like sucking around with this thing and trying yeah. try to search. It's like, if I look down at my vulva, it's so small. It's just an area, maybe half my hand, or maybe maximum my hand size. Yeah. Uh, but but it feels like uh, I'm on a football field searching <laughs> for the right spot. It's so complicated, really. I'm like searching. Okay, a bit more left, a bit more right. Yeah. See, now you know how hard it is for some guys trying to find the right spot. Uh, yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I've never been wondering, but it's so strange. Like. Uh, sometimes I try to cover up with a bit of like my lips or my flesh to cover yeah. up the clit a little bit more yeah. so it doesn't go too direct, but then it's also numbing. So it's like so hard to find the right spot. And then two of the four times the the actual orgasm happened when I decided to stop trying because it was so annoying that it's taking right. like hours and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, okay. Maybe two more minutes. And then it's like, boom, what? Okay. <laughs> So yeah that's it's super interesting i i really want to know like what your journey is past this point because i i like talk about a lot on the podcast that um you know we come you know mentally uh, orgasms come you know 90 percent mentally um things like erectile dysfunction occur when there's like mental health issues at play and mm-hmm. and stuff like that delayed orgasms happen because of mental a lot of the time because of mental health issues it's quite rare for it to be a physical thing so yes. i'm really interested to see like how you go forward with this like you know maybe you won't always need the womanizer maybe you know eventually you can not use toys or or whatever you know i hope so i mean it's weird uh at the moment i feel it's so much more physical than i ever thought because of course i know these theories about it's so mental and and it's in the head much more than anywhere else but right now i feel it's so physical and it's so much about me trying to physically find this right spot and and stay there and feel it and feel it rising and it's it's difficult but i don't know how to 
yeah, I don't feel, but I mean, I feel so new to this. I feel like all people have had this research when they were like six or 12 or something. <laughs> and I'm starting out and like, well, what how the fuck is this working? It's so strange yeah. and so new. And I, I absolutely hope that I will be able to come without it because yeah. I, I guess maybe I'm hoping that my body is learning how this feels so that yeah. at some point I can maybe make it with a, with a normal vibrator and then at some point with the hands or something. But at the current moment, I don't imagine how it could be possible because no human uh, body part can pro can possibly <laughs> create this this uh, sensation of vibrating and sucking yeah. for such a long time it's like yeah impossible. well ho hopefully it's kind of just you mentioned removing the barriers earlier maybe hopefully this kind of kind of wall yes. is broken down and now like your body's yeah, like oh maybe. i can do this and slowly it will learn you know different yeah. ways to do it um yeah <laughs> hopefully i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure that that will happen i want to know now i want <laughs> i want you to keep an orgasm diary and uh, update me but yeah, yeah that's so cool um it it genuinely made my day you you commented saying two words you commented just be like it worked and i was like oh my god <laughs> four weeks ago i linked that podcast um, i posted i posted more in the same in the same thing i just yeah. under it i wrote a bit more about it but i think people didn't read it because it's not linking specifically right, single yeah. people because it's just like answering one more thing so yeah i yeah. updated it now but whatever yeah i'm like i want to scream it out to the world yeah oh, yeah well you're on here now and uh <laughs> yeah the the vermilion guys have always been really really nice and supportive of um the podcast and me shouting about it in the group um, yes. So we'll put this in there, and I'm sure they'll um, they'll love to hear it. Uh, anyone who's interested as well, the Vermilion group is really worth checking out. It's on Facebook. It's like a sex positive yeah, little amazing. community thing. Yeah, there's a few thousand members in there now. I was I've, I've been in there a while, and it's really grown. Yes. Um, but it's really nice. People share loads of stuff. Um, uh, there's all kinds of like you know different um, like practitioners and different uh, approaches yes. to to sexual health and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting. Do you happen to know what vermilion means? Where, what's the name? I don't actually. Okay. So um, I was like, maybe should... this is something from London or something that I no. don't know. <laughs> yeah, we should ask. I'll, I'll get the, the guys who made it. So it's made by um, Emerald May and Drew Lawson. I should get those guys on and talk about it. Oh. Um, I'll just Google vermilion and it's... Uh, a red pigment <laughs> there yeah, we go okay. it's a color but yeah um <laughs> it's really cool and people should check it out and also people if they're interested should check out the how come podcast um yeah, that, I, yeah. that i linked you yeah basically the the summary is that it's it's a woman who's 28 uh, and hasn't come yet um she's never achieved an orgasm and she gets um different people on every week to kind of give her a, like some homework to that they yes. think will help her come and uh, I was like oh what a great idea for a podcast and I think she, yes. she comes after like five episodes <laughs> yes but actually uh, the the womanizer that she used to come as well uh, she doesn't get it as an assignment in the podcast ah, okay she just has some talk with different people and someone gives it to her and then she mentions like oh by the way besides all my work here in the podcast I meant I managed now by this and like so it's <laughs> Uh, and I and I also don't know. I mean, it's cool that she does the this thing, and there are some interesting people that she's interviewing. Yeah. In the same time, I think there's uh, stuff that is a bit more rich in in deeper sexual information than this one because it's starting on a on a very general level. Let's say. Yeah. I mean, like. So she was surprised to hear stuff like men can come without ejaculating or can yeah. accept ejaculation from coming. I was like, okay, this is this is uh, basic information. So yeah. At some point, they were discussing. I, I don't mean to talk bad. Though. At some <laughs> point, they, they were they were like discussing where does the blood come from in menstruation, and then they decided it comes from the vaginal walls, okay. which is wrong. It comes yeah. from the uterus and yeah. goes through the cervix. <laughs> 
I was like, uh, okay, maybe get some information before you share this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's well, okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's entertaining though. Yeah, 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 it's entertaining, absolutely. And it's very lively and, and uh, there's many different bits of information and things they discuss quite naturally, like giving their opinions and views and ideas. So it's 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 quite natural. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, and yeah, so is Vermillion. So is The Womanizer. Um, <laughs> yeah, check it all out. And also, I was talking to someone about this um, earlier and they were saying how important it is to try new sex toys like multiple times. Because I know you mentioned you had The Womanizer a few years ago. Um, yeah. And I'm definitely guilty of that as well, where like I get a new toy and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait to try this. You try it the first time and it's like, ah, oh, this, this is no good, like no good. And yeah. then I just leave it and never try it again. Um, but you do need to go back to them because it's all about like learning. You know, you got to find you got to find the spot on the football pitch. Yeah. All right. Well, happy New Year. Happy <laughs> <Thank> orgasms. <laughs> Here's to the next four hundred. <laughs> Minimum. Hello, everyone. It's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make. All right. This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years since day one one of our first episodes was a counseling session with me and my counselor from BetterHelp um, and I've been on it for years now probably like coming up to like four years I think maybe five years I've been on it um, getting counseling um, on a weekly basis and I love it um, and yeah it's really it's really nice it's a bit like tinder for therapists you, you put in like your problems <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about and then it comes up with all these different counselors who um, specialize in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you that's really cool I've gone through like probably probably about 14 counselors in my time on BetterHelp for me living in London and especially um, I think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in-person therapy is really expensive um, this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um, and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um, yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh, online securely online um, yeah, I send messages at all, at all points in, in the day and night. Um, it's pretty good for that. You can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So... They are sponsoring this podcast now, which is cool, which means we have a discount link. Um, you get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. There's a link in the bio. And yeah, love you. Bye. Hey, Reed. Hey, Jamie. How are you? <laughs> I caught you off guard there, didn't I? I had to like... <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. What are we talking about? My throat. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were talking about what we were... Oh yeah, we're about we to talk about couples about. therapy. We're yeah, about to talk about couples therapy. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So That's you what we're have going to talk about. Yeah, you have a bit of experience with couples therapy. I have a bit of experience with couples therapy. So let's rub them together. Yeah, how... rub them together. See if we can make fire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how what 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 um, brought you to couples therapy? Uh, so Thomas and I, we are just about to hit our seven year anniversary. Nice. And as any long term relationship. Um, actually as any relationship has its ups and downs. Um, and we've had a few, um, quite bad downs where I thought I didn't want, didn't want this anymore, but mainly it was about sex. So sex for us was 
for sex for me, sorry, not for us, for me was the main issue because I have a very high uh, libido um, and it's taken me a long time to realise that Thomas's libido just doesn't match up to mine. Right. Um, yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That's not something to be like, he, he's not a man, he's weak because he should be fucking me all the time. No, it's just yeah. different people have different libidos, like fucking appetites. Different people can eat different amounts. Yeah. We went to a sex therapist specifically when, I think it was last year, when I felt like things were pretty, pretty dire, or I felt like I wasn't able to handle the situation thomas is such a sweet guy he's just happy and comfortable and just chilling and not like he's happy to just like sit and read a book next to me but i want to fuck all the time and i want to be fucked <laughs> all the time that's yeah. how i feel desired and wanted and for a long time i didn't feel desired and wanted because that was like my lust language my love language yeah we i spoke to a sex and relationships therapist that we met on on set um, his name is Mike Lusada. He's amazing, but he, well, I had a chat with him, but he couldn't therapize both of us because he felt like it would be a biased opinion as he already knew me. So he referred me to one of his friends, which was actually somebody where you live, Elephant and Castle. Hey. Um, yeah. So we, we used to head over there. I think it was once every two weeks and yeah, chat about it. Um, I'm not to, not really sure that the sex therapy worked for us in all honesty, but no. I don't know whether that was because Thomas wasn't really like he had never done therapy before when I'm like a, a therapy, like therapy is my church. I go there every fucking yeah. Sunday, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've, I've loved therapy and I love the psychology behind it and I love to learn about the brain. So for Thomas, I think it was a bit of a weird one for him, but he, I really liked her. She, he really liked her and we did some very unusual tasks, you know, like did a lot of like, it was all about body language and how we reacted to each other. And um, a lot of people think that sex therapy is like, sex therapy is one type and it's not the same. Like there are so many different types of sex therapies and sex therapists and yeah. methods and techniques. And it's very possible that those didn't necessarily work for us or we just weren't ready to, to learn. We just weren't ready to dive in deep and like actually figure out how to fuck each other we might have just come to the end where we were just like yeah whatever like this is us now or he was like that and i was like no but i'm desperate to fuck all i want to do is fuck yeah. why would you fuck me yeah. <laughs> which is a, not a fair question to ask your partner right um, yeah. yeah yeah there was i i, I don't know like I feel like I want to try sex therapy again and yeah. figure that out and, and do it with somebody who's like really willing to learn and to give it a go rather than me feeling like I, I kind of pushed him into it, you know? Yeah. But like you've been through sex therapy. What what was it like so, for you? Not quite. Well, I've been through my own sex therapy. Well, in terms well, of like sex, sex addiction therapy, which yeah. I guess is slightly different. Um, I, I've had couples therapy for my band. So I'm in a mm -hmm. band. I've been in a band for 10 years and it's wow. two piece um with an ex-girlfriend which probably doesn't mm -hmm. help we went out yeah, when we were like shit. when we were like kids we went out when we were like i don't know 18 i think and then started mm -hmm. this band afterwards and um so it's been you know we've gone through a lot together um anyone who knows the band knows that the band's gone through like the shit end of the industry for 10 years mm -hmm. we've had a lot of bad luck um so there's obviously like a lot of problems with that so not necessarily couples therapy but like a working couples therapy which i thought made it quite interesting and, and, really worth, and worth talking about so mm -hmm. yeah we had a bit very limited amount though um because uh i think our hate for each other is quite strong so it was a lot to uh work through but um yeah that was quite interesting and it basically came down to just like lack of communication and like mm -hmm. we were very angry at each other 
Um, and uh, what it kind of made us realize was like our anger would like manifest itself in different ways. So yeah. mine would manifest as like actual anger and like mm-hmm. impatience and being a bit of a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, and hers would manifest in like sadness and mm-hmm. kind of she would escape things and uh, which would just fuel my anger because I was like, we're not working hard enough. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a horrible cycle. Um, but it basically came down to like neither of us felt like we were being listened to. Yeah. Um, which was quite interesting, I thought, because I think that can apply to most problems in any Absolutely. relationship, working relationship, friends, lovers. Just fucking and, someone. And you, like. you get you get angry. Like I, I, when I've spoken to my therapist before, that anger does boil down to me being that frustrated child and like being told like that I'm you know like not being listened to and me getting like making a big enough noise. So the anger comes out as like like rah, I'm 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 shouting at the top of my lungs because I need you to hear this. And obviously yeah. that's not the way to do things. But yeah, it, it does boil down to not but, being listened yeah. to. Anger gets you power back yeah that's how that's where it always boils down to that it's like if you feel powerless or helpless being angry fixes that because it's like well Well, i'm not it temporarily you know because it doesn't it's not it's not like a real thing we're not saying to anyone get angry to feel power in actual fact if you're calm and collected that's where you have the power because you 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 are out of control when you're angry yeah and you also scare people like who wants to fucking scare anyone very yeah. angry person and or it's not people. it's not yeah i hurt people yeah. yeah yeah i absolutely agree yeah definitely yeah no I was, it's just sort of it's our gut reaction because that's the mm-hmm. quickest way to get like a footing you know or get get your position back in the room kind of thing it's like oh i yeah. feel i feel sad because uh you know my partner doesn't want to fuck me which makes me feel like not attractive or you know mm-hmm. that's a, that's one example so if i'm angry about it then it's like i am now the big thing in the room and i'm now the problem yeah. the problem is about me it's like me sort of you know attacking the problem like and that's that's a really unhealthy way of dealing with things yeah um, so it is it's a childish reaction it's like yeah like the if yeah if i scream and shout you'll hear me more but and yeah. said that just people shut off the people don't want to listen to that it's yeah not, not people really all. listen when when you just calm down and just talk when you communicate yeah. <laughs> yeah. communication is what people hear like this mm-hmm. what they listen to not mm-hmm. not you shouting louder yeah definitely mm-hmm. um so yeah so we've both had quite limited um experiences of it very limited experiences of it yeah um, and they didn't lead to like any immediate answers but i would definitely be interested in trying it again like you say in the future with someone um, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to and i'd want to because again with every therapist um that i've seen personally they've always given me something new or i've clicked with them or i haven't or it hasn't worked or i've just found somebody better um and i feel like that the, the same goes with sex and relationships or couples therapists you have to find the person that works for you and and the method and the technique and you both have to be in a place where you both want to do it yeah you know if you're dragging someone to their therapy appointment and they don't want to do it then it's not going to work you know it's not things aren't going to sink in as well but maybe that's what you've got to do you know like maybe maybe you have to drag someone if it means you know trying to save that relationship but if they if they're being dragged then maybe they don't want to save the relationship maybe maybe they're ready just to like take some time apart um i really should have seen that with thomas a long time ago i think i pushed him to do a lot of things that he didn't want to do rather than just being like do you even want to do this you know i bought us shibari courses and dragged into that every week and booked us on like you know booked us for sex parties and holidays and just like tried so hard and I don't think he wanted to do anything like that I think he just he just wanted to be chill he just wanted me to love him and not be angry and not feel like 
because I always felt like he wasn't doing enough and he, he always felt like I was too much, you know, like too much in your face. And that's, that's a horrible dynamic, but it's only through communicating, sitting down and chatting. And yes, sometimes it is hard for people to talk uh, openly, like especially hard for men. Women have been brought up by having conversations with their girlfriends, with their family, and that's, that's fairly normal. But for men, it's so much harder for them to open up. Sometimes they want to be able to talk, but they don't even have the tools to know how to say something. Um, and so I get frustrated with a lot of our conversations because I feel like it's getting blood out of a stone, but at least we get somewhere, at least, you know, even if I'm like, okay, you're stressed at the moment, we're not doing good. What is it? Is it, is it your work life? Is it, is it us that's upsetting you? Is it your family has, you know, like, trying to really break it down. So then, you know, he could be like, yeah, actually, I think maybe it is my work or like, maybe it is something to do with us. Um, that's yeah. You, you genuinely, you just, you just, you just like gave me a lump in my throat then as you were saying that, because ju- you gave me flashbacks to like so many relationships that could probably have gone a lot better if that, if that conversation had happened. Yeah. If, like if, ju- a simple thing of like, you seem really stressed. Is it us or is it other things? Let's talk about it. Like mm-hmm. that's such a simple conversation to have in a calm environment. It's mm-hmm. not like, yeah, no, you seem pissed off at us. What, tell me what's wrong. Yeah. Like, if it's like a yeah. conversation, like I genuinely just got a bit sad then because I'm thinking back to other relationships where, yeah, that, that, conversation would have saved things yeah um, it's, it's horrible thinking that like that something so simple like even just a sentence could have stopped traumatic experiences or fights or stopped heartbreak and yeah. but that's what therapy does it's like it you need to have these like little epiphanies of oh my god like and yes you do feel bad you feel like a bad person or you feel like why weren't you taught differently but you can't look back on the past like that you you can only take this as a moment to like learn from it and do do better by it and teach other people um it's it's a yeah it's a hard lump to swallow it's a hard realization to have and i've i've looked back at so many of my relationships i've apologized to both my exes just for being being a bit shit and yeah they were shit too but owning that and and recognizing that, yeah, I wasn't taught that. Who taught me that? School didn't fucking teach me that. It was only until I, I actually actively went out and got got those lessons, got got the therapy, got um, like learned from other people. Then that's when I could figure it out. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like it's it's super cliche, but like learning doesn't stop when you're done. You're done with school, right? Like oh my god, you're always yeah. learning. Like and yeah, the best things I've ever learned have been in my 20s through counselling and through, you know, shit relationships that I've then walked away from and learned stuff about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it always comes back to it. No matter what I talk about on this fucking podcast, it always comes back to it. Communication. Communication, Communication yeah. is key. I'm going to get find that, do you not find that with your communication. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. every single fucking time. Florence always say we're going to get tattooed on our foreheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's just, that is, it is such a simple thing even though it's not simple it's why were we it's not skill this is yeah it is a skill you have to learn you have to be very good at communicating yeah you can't just and you and good at listening because communication isn't just saying what you think it's also listening Active and hearing listening, other yeah. people yeah um it's it's tough like and yeah. and when especially when relationships do fall apart or they don't they're not nice and they're not fun anymore or they're not what they used to be um and all you can really do is just try and have a nice conversation about it and not get upset with each other and not blame each other or blame yourself. Just learn, learn from each other. It's yeah. tough though. It is Definitely, tough. It's yeah. not an easy thing to do. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, yeah, the, the summary of that is basically 
couples therapy isn't for everyone but it's definitely a step in you know in, step in, in the right direction yeah, yeah. you got to try a, a few different things you know and also like you know fucking listen to our podcast that helps too you know <laughs> learn how to communicate you know people yeah. pe- people need to be aware of how important communication is uh, i mean if you're listening to this podcast you're already wanting to actively make that step into learning and doing I hope better so. for yourself yeah, i'd hope so or and even better you're not you've never even thought about it and maybe maybe this is you know this can trigger something maybe go home and have a conversation with your girlfriend that you might not want to have mm-hmm. really like, Hey, we haven't had sex in three weeks. Want to talk about it? You know? Yeah. What's happening? How are you feeling? What, yeah. what, like, what am I doing? What can I do better? Um, this is what I think you could do, but you know, like it's just having that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I love conversations like that and I, I struggle because I want to have conversations like that all the time continuously. But, um, but Thomas doesn't necessarily want to, you know, he, like his his upbringing who who taught him his tools lack of tools um he finds that complicated or uncomfortable so pushing somebody is also not the best way but helping them understand like i know this might be hard for you to talk about but like i i'm i'm ready to listen i'm here for you or asking them questions not being like tell me about that and leaving it to them Mm -hmm. so like when did this when did you first start noticing this happening you know like things like that can be really helpful um yeah definitely. communication ah oh, communication a cunt of a word <laughs> what are you afraid of all right that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories <laughs> um if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex jamie on instagram uh tell your friends about us leave a review on itunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um yeah it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye <laughs>